The following is presented by Maranatha Bible Church of Comstock Park, Michigan. For more information, go to mbcmi.org. Kids equipped, theology class, all of our children's classes, uh, all Bible studies, all those things uh, kind of gear up again starting this week. So I encourage you to uh, join us for those ministries. Um, ask us questions if you have any about those specific ministries. As I mentioned this morning, our adult equipping hour class starts next week, and uh, there'll be just one class. That'll be a biblical ethics class taught by Bob, so he's going to deal with just some of those controversial issues and how to think through them biblically and ethically. Uh, there's a Women of Grace game night coming up on January 19, so uh, ladies, I know you'll want to be a part of that. And then we have junior high and high school snow camps coming up. So uh, they will be in, um, uh, junior high will be here in the building the weekend of January 19 and 20. Our high schoolers will head to snow camp the end of this month. So if you're in that age group, if you're in junior high, high school, make sure you get signed up for those. If you're new with us and you're interested in a membership class, we have a class that will start on March 17. So it's a little ways out there yet, but we've had some questions about that. So March 17 will be uh, the next membership class. And then we're looking ahead to our Good Friday and Easter services as well. And uh, also working on some plans for at least one short-term mission trip this summer, maybe one more. We're, we're not quite sure. We think that there's going to be another trip to Croatia, and we're excited about that. And uh, working on some possible other uh, trips with some of our missionaries that we support. So if you're interested in any of our short-term mission trips over the summer, talk to Kurt Beacons, and he can um, tell you some more details as we figure some of that out. So that's just kind of a quick glimpse at uh, what we're looking at this coming semester over the next few months. There's two main topics that I want to address with you this morning. One is our current growth situation, and the other one is our two services. So kind of this all fits together. Um, we want to just bring you up to speed on some of the things that we're thinking about our growth updates, our growth situation, and then how that relates to two services. So if you've been here for a while, you know that uh, the Lord just continues to bring people to our church, for which we are so thankful. We are about a church of a 475 right now, which includes about 150, a little more than 150 youth from ages 0 to 18. And so uh, that has... I don't think we've quite doubled since COVID, but we're getting close to almost doubling since COVID. Um, so the Lord just continues to grow, grow our church. We are so thankful for all of you that you are here and, and want to make this your home church. Uh, as you know, our auditorium seats 275 in this bill, in this room, and we can get 130 down in the South Sanctuary. That's every seat taken, about 400 seats. So you can see if, if everyone were to come on a Sunday morning, we don't have room for everybody. Um, now, it doesn't happen. We still have chairs and we still have room. But you can see that we're getting close to the point where we are um, unable to welcome more people. One of the greatest challenges with that is we are running out of classroom and nursery space for our kids. Uh, if you, you may not know this, but every room in this building is being used for classes, including offices. I think the only room not being used is the storage room, because <laughs> there's no room, and the mechanical room. Uh, so that's about it. Every other room is being used here. We are running out of classroom space for everybody. And at the bottom bullet says, we are at a point where we could potentially have to turn people away because of no room in the inn, uh, which we don't want to do. 
Uh, we're getting close, especially on special Sundays when we have baptisms, new member welcomes, family dedications. Those Sundays, we are, we are pretty much out of space. And so that's kind of where we're at in terms of numbers and people. So some of the things that we have been doing, uh, working on as elders over the last few years, and particularly the last few months, you'll know that we did the uh, South Sanctuary. We got that um, ready to go, so we have room down there. Uh, that room is almost consistently two-thirds full. Um, I think even this morning it might have been fuller than that. So that room down there on most Sundays, not every Sunday, but most Sundays is consistently two-thirds full. And as you know, this room is also consistently pretty full. Um, so, but we did put in some new seats in the South Sanctuary. We did complete a new parking lot in September. Some of you have asked why we didn't just gravel that and save some money. The reason we did, uh, did not do that and the reason we put a full parking lot in, paved parking lot, is because if we were ever to expand this building and add on to it, there, there's code requirements for parking with the X number of square feet and chairs and all that that you have. So we could not have added on to this building. I'm not saying we will do that for sure, but if we ever wanted to, we could not add on to this building and have that count as parking down there as a gravel lot. So we really were kind of ham, hamstrung or, or tied into needing to do a full parking lot down there in case a building expansion would ever occur. So those are a couple of things that we have done. We've created seating in the South Sanctuary. We added the new parking lot. Some other steps that we are considering and are planning on, so a combination of both of those things. We have considered moving all the offices, the pastoral offices, to the youth building. Uh, that is still a possibility. We could do that. We, we don't know what that would cost. It'd probably be fifty dollars to $75,000 to move all the offices over there, get them equipped. That would create some more space. But as you know, we're going to two services, so we feel like we need to let that kind of ride for a while and see what that's going to look like. Um, so that is an option that is still out there. Um, we are going to two services, which I'll tell you more about in a minute, and we are considering some building expansions. So you, I think you just got in your hands uh, some pictures. And so let me, let me just walk you through some of those pictures so you can see. I know you've seen these before, but we had an architect draw up some plans that could really help us down the road. And uh, this picture is the lower level and then you should have another picture which I'll show you in a minute which is the upper level so if you look at that big red line that is our current footprint of the building we currently have that we have this this room and then the rooms over there in the education wing so we presently have that space so uh, we are looking at the possibility of expanding all of that and, and you can see what that is so from the lower the new parking lot there'd be a, a stairway maybe an elevator that would bring us up to the main level here um, this room that we're sitting in would become a church commons just a big room and then there would be behind us a 505 seat auditorium and then that way there'd be all a whole new uh, children's wing toddler room nursery classroom space for the children and then if you can see in our current education wing our middle schoolers uh, could be there as well so that would create just tons of space uh, if you go to the next picture which is the upper floor plan so again you can see our current uh, footprint with the red line uh, but adding on uh, above and to the that side would create all new adult classrooms 
you can see the classrooms with a large meeting room and then a new section for offices as well. So that, that's kind of the master big plan picture. Uh, we have not committed to this. This is just, these are just drawings and these are things that we could do if the Lord would, would provide. Uh, you've seen this picture before. This is what it would look like from the new parking lot. Uh, and that kind of the structure off to the right would be the new auditorium. And, and so you can see just what it would potentially look like. So obviously it's a beautiful structure. We'd love to see that happen if possible. Uh, but again, it's a lot of money, as you can imagine. So initial estimates for all that about a year ago was $16 million. Uh, that is a ton of money. And obviously we don't have that, nor do we really... Uh, imagine at this point that we could have that, but we're putting it out there because you don't know what the Lord could do. Uh, we've seen things like this where the Lord has just dropped millions of dollars in, in laps for these kinds of things. So here's what we're doing. We are presenting this to you as a potential. Um, we would love to see this happen, but obviously there's going to need to be some incredible revenue brought in to do this. Um, so at this point, what the elders are thinking is looking into the possibility of moving ahead in small manageable stages, starting with a foyer expansion. And even this is not determined. If, if we were to do this initial stage, we would come to you and we would um, bring this decision before you and get your input on it. The initial estimate that we got for just a foyer addition is about $800,000, which is just incredible amount of money just to add on to our foyer. Uh, we may be able to get that down if we were able to get some help from within our church and we're looking into some options um, that way. But a foyer expansion would accomplish a few things. It would ease the congestion at the front door and before the services and after the services. It would create a new office space for Matt Tomlinson and it would create a larger office for Gay uh, in the administrative office. So there's what it would look like from the front, if we were to add on just a foyer at the front of the building, uh, you can see what it would look like. You should have a picture in your packet of that diagram as well. This is the one that you're probably going to be most interested in as it relates to that. Look at this picture. The bottom green section is the new, what would potentially be the new um, addition off the front of the building. So that would give us one new office uh, net in one new office. So that office to the right, or to the left rather, uh, that might be Matt or Gay's office. The classroom to the right would probably initially be an office. And so what that does is that gains us one room. It enables Matt's current office to be used for nursery. Nursery's bursting at the seams, and we can take a wall down between Matt's office and the nursery and make that nursery. So it gains us that plus just some more room to to move. So that's what we're um, thinking about is to maybe start chipping away at this in small segments. So doing this foyer expansion would be the first step in accomplishing the master plan. So again, we can't do this whole thing at once, but would the Lord maybe perhaps allow us to kind of chip away at it, do one thing here, then another phase, then another phase. So that's kind of what we're thinking um, potentially. And again, we haven't decided this, uh, but we would bring it to you if we would ever get to that point. Um, that would have an immediate impact on our ministry, and we're getting some specific architectural plans drawn up to do that so we can get some more clear um, numbers for you. 
Currently, in our general fund and our capital improvement funds, we have about $382,000. Um, that's uh, available for this project. Um, it's, it's maybe half of what we might need, but that's what we currently have. So we're, we're just presenting this to you as, um, is this what the Lord wants us to do? Would you pray about this with us? And would you, if you can, would you be willing to give to this project? Um, again, we haven't officially determined this, but these are all things that were kind of in the mix. So um, let me stop right here. Do you have any questions right now about that, plans, pictures? Do you have any questions right now? Does anyone have $16 million? You could just... <laughs> You just write a check, and this would be all solved today. Uh, any questions? Yeah, Marty? So, understand where the power is coming from. It's not meant to be adversary. But, with the amount of money that we are talking, has the idea of planting a church, that could be full-time staff, yep. even several full-time staff for yep. a few years, is that also on the table, and if not, why? It is on the table. We have discussed it, but we've talked about it. Uh, so the question is, are we talking about church planting? Um, yes, we are. Um, some of the things that we've talked about related to that, though, is do we church plant just because we have space problems? Like, is that a proper motivation to plant a church, is just to get rid of some of you <laughs> and go somewhere else? Uh, we, we, we struggle a little bit with that being the primary motivation. Like, if we're going to plant a church, we want it to be a healthy church. Um, and it needs to go with a team of people. It needs to go with a teaching pastor. It needs to go with elders. And it needs to go with some of you. Um, so when we talk about church planting, we don't, we don't want to just plant a church to help the, uh, the, the, the space constraints. And we want to plant a healthy church. So that's in the mix, and we're very open to that. We wrestle a little bit with um, Grand Rapids is the city of churches. There's 800 churches in Grand Rapids. Not to say there's not a need for another church. There's a need for more healthy churches, absolutely. Um, but if we plant a church, you know, realistically, who, who would go? And, and some of you would, and, and we know that. Um, so that doesn't answer your question, but those are some of the discussions that, that we've had. Follow-up thought on that? You're still thinking it's worth it because of the amount of money. It's not the money. It's, it's an opportunity. It is. Yeah, and we see it as an opportunity, and, and we're definitely willing to consider that for sure. Um, but we would have to have that team in place uh, to go and uh, a group of you that would be willing to go as well. Um, and then does it even solve our problem of space if, that peop if those people are replaced immediately. So that's the other issue. Typically when you plant a church, those people tend to be re replaced within a short period of time. And then we're back to this very same situation um, a short time later. So, Matt, what were you going to say? Yeah, uh, these two ideas are kind of... Come on, so they can hear <laughs> Uh, yeah, some of the discussions with this, um, you know, to Todd's point, the, the idea of needing space in a church isn't the motivation for church planting, but we are convinced that 
we should be church planting. Um, that's not something we're disregarding because of that. Um, but one of the main things that we keep coming back to is we need the guy, like we need the guy to lead it. And we recognize that with TES that we're in a good position to have those guys, um, not necessarily right now, because um, I think the guys that are close to graduating are either already on staff here um, or uh, possibly looking in other areas uh, or you know, some of the guys that don't attend Maranatha. But we recognize that with TES, we're, we're in a position where we could do that. Um, so uh, we kind of see these both going side by side where we're looking at options for the immediate need now, um, but then also looking ahead to the future of what does church planting look like for Maranatha. So that involves you know, having a philosophy of church planting that we're working on now um, so that when we have that team available, we're, we're ready uh, to, to do that and to do that well, to support that team that's going out. Yeah, you can sit down. Other questions related to buildings, expansion? Yeah, Valerie. I'm just curious, you said there was 475 now, and this new stadium is only 505 seats. So we're doing this whole thing for 30 seats, or is there a way to get more seats? Well, yeah, so right now the maximum we could have is 400 seats in our current setup between two rooms. That'd be the max. And typically, you know, 80%, when you start getting close to 80%, now you start to feel full. So, uh, so maximum number of seats is 400. Yes, a new auditorium would be 505. So it'd be 105 more seats than what we can currently have. But it brings us in one room, and it potentially enables us to do one service as opposed to two services. If we got to that point where we're more than that, then there's other spaces that we can use for overflow and those kinds of things. But the desire would, would be to, to be in one room with one service, if at all possible. Uh, and again, these may not be possibilities, right? So we're just trying to navigate all of this as wisely as we can. So um, does that answer your question? All right, other questions? Yeah, Jamie? Yeah, Todd, I'm assuming you guys have gone through a bazillion different scenarios and appreciate the work, what's good. Any thought? rather than the foyer kind of thing to phase one, get started on that new auditorium. Not all the all the rest that goes with it, but just the auditorium piece. That's $8 million. Yeah, so what you're talking about, phase one um, is, so phase one would be, looking at this picture, the red atop the new sanctuary and everything to the right of that, that stairway, elevator, cafe, uh, turning this into a commons room, which means that whole wall goes away. That's all phase one. That's about eight million from what our initial estimates were. Our phase two would then be everything that's left over. So to the left of that, the blue activity room, all the purple classrooms, and then on the top level would be that whole wing as well. That's another eight million. So what we're looking at is financially, we're not in a position to knock off $8 million to start on that phase. So either of those phases. So the thought was, could we maybe start with this foyer expansion, see if we can get that knocked out. It contributes to our overall master plan. It gets us going in a direction, but it enables us to do it with the current financial situation that we have. And then after that's done, maybe put some money away toward the, one of the other phases. That was the initial thinking behind that. Not perfect, but. Yes, Teresa. The four-year expansion etched in 
great to see an audience when you get out of the wheelchair, a walker, or something ready to go to the You're asking about how does the foyer expansion accommodate? Uh, there's not an awning drawn in the current. Well, there is a, there is a, if you look at that picture, there is kind of an awning, uh, thing over the doorway. So yes, there is, um, is it, but there's not a drive through awning. No. And we're right on the parking lot there. So there's not room for it. Probably again, these are all things that are just in this picture, you can see an awning, um, in the possible addition, but again, it's a, it's a drive-by on him. Yeah, Kylie? Have you guys considered selling the youth building and then using the front trade off of that in the housing market in Grand Rapids to help cover the cost? Yeah, that's a good idea. We have considered selling the youth building. Um, we actually considered it a couple years ago, um, but realized that what we would get for it at that point wasn't a whole lot, although maybe today there'd be a little bit more. Um, that, that is a possibility, as well as land over there. We don't know if someone would be interested in that. So yeah, we do have some potential options of selling some things off uh, to help facilitate that. So yeah, it's been in the discussion. Right now it's getting used for youth. If this happened, obviously youth could come over here and that building wouldn't be as necessary anymore. So yeah, that, that is an option. Yep. Yes, uh, you said you had your uh, estimate uh, a year ago, correct? Yeah. Well, as we all know, inflation has been high and worked yeah. incredibly hard yet. Have you thought about getting a uh, new estimate to see if, uh, you know, it's gone down a little bit? If we can. I mean, our initial estimate was actually 16 to 20 million. Um, so we, we could do that. We could get, a, we could get another estimate. Um, but either way, we, we don't have $2 million. We don't have $1 million. Right, so we got to start somewhere. We got to start at a place where we could, you know, chop off a piece of it potentially. Um, but yeah, if we get into this, we would definitely get another estimate to see. Yeah, yeah. Matt. To to expand the foyer, that number was eight hundred thousand uh -huh. dollars roughly. Yep. Would that number be any lower if people within the church help with the construction? Yes. So that's one of the things we've been looking at is. Could we maybe hire a company just to put the skeleton in place and then utilize resources from within our church? We have contractors, general contractors here who could subcontract potentially some of those things. We think that's a possibility. So we're, we're telling you the maximum, if a company, outside company did the whole thing, it would be 800000 But potentially, if we had some people within our church that would be willing to um, be used and... Um, and, and use their skills, we, we could potentially get that down a little bit. So we're telling you what we think is the max price. We're looking at some options to bring that cost down. Um, so yes, that those conversations are taking place. Yes, Bethany. Um, maybe possibly create a GoFundMe page? A GoFundMe page? I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Um, who knows? We actually heard of some places that scholarship these kinds of things or give grants. Um, so that's another option is we could potentially look in some of those places, those entities that give grants to churches to, to expand buildings. So there are some other possibilities that, that we can and will look into. Other questions on this? Joe? Um, were there any zoning issues? Zoning issues? Not that we know of. 
Say again. I don't think so, Brian. Did the township clear this? Cleared everything. Yeah, the township. We went to the township with the original parking lot issue, which then they saw a potential plan like this. Then, so the township's already seen most of this. From what we understand, there's no issues. And by the way, when we put that new parking lot in, we took into consideration the potential of a new building. So all the drainage and all of that stuff's up to code for the new parking lot to accommodate drainage off of any additional structures that would be put up here. So, yeah. Okay, so that's kind of what we're thinking potentially. Again, hear me saying we've not committed to any of this. We're just putting some things out there. We're putting some feelers out there. We're bringing it to you. Um, now, this brings us to two services. So because of the place that we're at today, we are pretty much maxed out on building space and seats and classrooms. And so we really have little room for anyone else to join us. As I said, there are some Sundays where we could have to turn people away. So we believe that it's time to at least attempt going to two services. So you got a letter before Christmas. We are planning to do that on February 4. We know this is a big change uh, for all of us. Um, I've been here 19 years and we've not done two services ever, except for Easter uh, a few months ago. So this will definitely be a change for all of us. We want to shepherd our body well through this transition. So we are proposing those service times, first service starting at 8.30, finishing at 10, half hour break, and then 10.30 to 12 would be the second service. So that's what we're going to begin with on February 4. Here are the classes that this is going to, um, what this is going to look like. Basically, it doesn't change anything. So. Uh, we're showing you a list of classes, but it's essentially what we're doing right now. We're not adding any new classes. The only thing that's happening with classes is we're moving from 45 minutes to 90 minutes. That's it. We're not, uh, we're not adding anything. So right now, first service, we have nursery, toddlers, K through second, and that's what's going to happen as well during, on February 4. Those same classes are going to run just like we normally do now. Um, the only change would be that when we offer an additional class for adults, like membership baptism class, that would meet during the first service instead of during second service. That's really the only change. This also gives us a potential for an additional adult fellowship group that could meet during first service. We're not going to do that initially, but there could be, there is room in our building to ho hold an adult class during first service. So that gives us some additional potential there. Second service, all the classes are going to be the same as we currently run them. Nursery, toddlers, K through second, third through fifth, junior high, high school, college, and what we're calling now an adult fellowship group. It's basically equipping our class, but we're changing the name to kind of encompass what it's going to be. So uh, first of all, I just want you to see that those classes are all the same. The only difference is we're moving from a 45-minute class to a 90-minute class. And if you want to go to the classes during second service, you're going to have to go to first service, right? So if you want to go to all of those classes you normally go to second service, you have to be here at 8.30 uh, to make that a reality. Uh, let me say a couple things about the adult fellowship group. So because that's moving from a 45-minute class to a 90-minute time period, there's going to be some changes to that class. This is 
um, you know, what Bob is doing in, in that second hour. So there'll be some extended fellowship time at the beginning of that. There might be some prayer, maybe even some singing, um, and then some teaching time. So it's going to look like an equipping hour class for adults. It's just going to be longer with a few other elements in it. So that'll be basically the adult equipping hour class, but it's more of a fellowship group. And like I said, we could add another one of those first service um, if there was a need for that down the road. So a, f a couple other changes here that you need to be aware of. South Sanctuary 1, so that room down there, the first of those rooms, is going to be available both services for families with young children, and it will function as a cry room. So if you are one of those families that sits in upper level 1, I don't know if you know this, but we, we have a live feed into upper level 1, the TES classroom. And there's five, six, seven, I think today there were 10 families up in that classroom. If you sit up there with your kids starting February 4, you're going to need to move down to South Sanctuary 1. That's going to be your room for kids, crying kids, fussy kids, whatever. Um, if you normally sit in the South Sanctuary for our service, you're now going to need, starting at September, uh, February 4, you're going to need to sit in this room, the auditorium, because we're not opening the rest of that up for overflow. Um, so we would like to keep everybody in this room with the exception of those families that need uh, a place for their young children. So if you normally sit in the South Sanctuary starting February 4, you're going to need to sit in this auditorium regardless of what service you go to. We know that some of the sweetest times on Sunday mornings are the fellowship with one another. I mean, if you're here after the second hour, sometimes there's people here for an hour and a half just fellowshipping. We recognize that's part of the sweetness of Maranatha Bible Church. We don't want to kill that by any means. So here's some things that we're going to try to do. We're going to offer during that 30-minute break between the two services, we're going to try to serve our refreshments down in South Sanctuary 2 and 3. And so all your fellowship can go on down there, but we have to move people out of this room uh, so we can make room for people coming in for second service. So we don't want to kill the fellowship. We're just going to move it down to those rooms, and that fellowship can continue to spill over into the beginning of that next adult um, fellowship group. Added to this is if you go to second service, there will be that fellowship time after the second service as well. So we, we love that part of our church. We love the, the, the interactions with the body and the fellowship with the body. And so we don't want to kill that by any means. Um, so that, that's what we can attempt to do initially to, to continue that. A few more notes here. The first service is going to be live streamed. And the adult fellowship group teaching during the second service will be live streamed. So it's essentially what we're doing right now. We're live streaming this service and we're live streaming the adult equipping hour. You can go on our YouTube page and watch both of those. That's going to continue the same way. First service will be live streamed here and then the adult fellowship group teaching time during second service will also be live streamed. So you can see those um, anytime you want. One of the greatest challenges as we move to two services is the need for additional volunteers so, like I said, we're not adding classes, so we're not actually adding any need for teachers, but we're doubling up on our security team, our audiovisual team, uh, the running of slides, uh, worship team now does two services. So those are some specific areas where we're going to probably need some help from you. Uh, to just use your gifts, and if you're not serving, uh, there's some very practical ways that we're going to need your help uh, to make the two services work. So you all have gifts, we all have spiritual gifts. If you've not yet found your niche and where you can serve here, we're, we're letting you know there's some massive needs coming up 
starting on February 4 with some of those areas. So that gives you a few weeks. If you want to jump in and you can start serving in some of those areas, uh, please let us know, even today, so we can get you talking to the right, um, the right people, and we would appreciate your help. So we would just say, please pray for us as we make that transition. We're all going to have to adapt to this a little bit. Uh, ask us questions. We're committed to trying this for four to six months. And if it bombs and nobody comes, uh, we'll go back to one service. But we feel like we have to at least go to two services because if we don't, we're always going to hit a ceiling, right? We will never grow beyond our current size because there's just no room to put people. So people will come and they'll say there's no room and they'll leave. So we don't know if the Lord wants to grow our church until we give this a shot for a while. So we're committed to trying it at least four to six months. And if after that it doesn't work, we can always go back to one. So uh, do you have any questions on that? Yeah, Brian. Uh, one more thing. For second service, the people coming in for second service, South Sanctuary 2 and 3 are open for those people to come in so that they're not interfering with the first service auditorium. It gives a quiet place, so those people coming in need to know that they can't come down through the church, because that will be very... Yeah, if you want to come to second service, but for some reason you want to get here like at 9.50 instead of 10.30, you can't come into this room. So if you want to come into the building, you can come in and go into South Sanctuary 2 and 3. Those rooms will be available to you just to come in and fellowship for a little bit of time before the second service starts. Other questions about two services? Bethany. We may need another person for second service for communion. Yeah, so another area, Bethany Voss takes care of our communion. Uh, she does a phenomenal job with that. Um, we may need another person to help just kind of set that up, second service, clean up after second service. So that's another area of uh, service that we could use help with. Other questions? Rosie. The library can be open in a half hour Library will be open between two services. Excellent. So go flood the library. Check out a book. Other questions? Yeah, Steve. This is about the expansion, but it seems like with the community involvement for many, many years here in Comstock Park, GoFundMe seems like, I don't know if you want to go that route. Or what route? The, the, like a GoFundMe page. Oh, yeah. I think you might get a lot of traction there, it seems. That. I don't know if that's the way you want to go, but a lot of people in the community have seen Maranatha for many, many years. So. Yeah, I'll be honest, that, that's not something that we thought about. So thank you for that suggestion. Um, we will consider that and see if there's some wealthy billionaire <laughs> in Comstock Park. Chris, were you going to say something? The question will be tax deductibility. Will there be tax deductibility? We don't know. Oh, not a GoFundMe. So just give it straight to the church. We'll give you a tax, tax credit that way. So no, no, yeah, if we do that, there's no tax benefit on GoFundMe. Yeah. Shall we? Um, like, when we have the camp, where is that going to be since there's the parking lot? Yeah, so the question is, what about day camp? Um, day camp will run as normal. Um, it's just that in the the activities that used to be in that field that are now is now a parking lot obviously they're going to have to be some adaptation there 
Um, I have no doubt we have a phenomenal day camp committee, and I know they're already talking about different activities that can be done on the pavement instead of a grass field. So uh, there's pickleball, there's basketball, there's all kinds of things that can and will be done on the parking lot. So it's not going to necessarily in any way um, negatively affect day camp. All the property is still available. All the normal day camp activities will continue as they have. They just have to adapt a few of those crafts and activities that used to take place on the field. It's a good question. Anything else? All right. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for those that are new, they may not know what an elder-led church is. So Give a few words to that. Oh, yeah. So Tom's question is, if those who are new may not understand what an elder-led church is. So, yeah, the short answer is there's two, well, there's various models of church governance. The, the difference between a congregational church and an elder-ruled church is in a congregational church, the congregation has the final say, the final vote, and uh, all decisions are ultimately made by the congregation. Uh, in an elder-led church, which we believe is the more biblical model, a plurality of elders lead, guide, shepherd, care for the body, but they don't make all the decisions to the exclusion of the church. You see in Acts 15, a cooperation between the elders and the church. And so we want there to be a cooperation. The elders lead. We, we are leading the church under the Lord's direction. Christ is the head of this church. So we are leading this church as the Lord directs us, but that doesn't mean we're just out there making decisions without any input from you. And that's why we do these meetings, because we genuinely do want to stay in touch with you. So it's an issue of authority. Where does the final say with the church? In a congregational church, it lies with the church. In an elder-led church, the, the elders are the final authority, but there's definitely a cooperation with the church. So good question. All right, well, the elders will stick around. We are happy to answer any questions you have. So we're gonna set up for the potluck. This is where we need your help. So uh, we are no longer able to do a potluck just in this room. There's too many people, which is a great problem to have. So we're gonna set this room up. That picture on the left is how we're gonna do that. Five rows of four tables going this way. We're gonna set up half of the South Sanctuary, so not that full picture on the right, but half of that picture on the right. There's people that know that, so please help us stack chairs, move them to the side, help us set tables up, we'll get the food out, and we'll enjoy a meal together. You've been listening to Presented at Maranatha Bible Church in Comstock Park, Michigan, where we exist to display God's glory, declare God's truth, delight in God's Son, and disciple God's people. No part of this digital file may be reproduced or distributed without prior written consent. For permission, go to mbcmi.org.